Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 30-something with Sunny podcast. This is the show where we talk all about motherhood, self-care, and second chapters. Wow, what a few weeks it's been. I have dedicated the shows for the past three weeks now to bringing you um, value and good information on how to deal with the stress and the, well, outright scariness from this coronavirus pandemic. Um, in this week's episode, we're talking with Dr. Joseph Rosado, who is a medical cannabis expert and the author of the book, Hope and Healing, A Case for Medical Cannabis. Now, as of right now, um, we are currently uh, in self-quarantine, social distancing, on lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, I know that the numbers and the statistics are changing each day with this pandemic and our continued appreciation and heartfelt thanks go out to all the doctors, nurses, and medical professionals who are out there on the front line seeing this absolute terror face-to-face. Uh, we need to do our small parts to stop the spread of this virus. Um, I don't want to get all soapboxy, but there are small things that we're being asked to do, and uh, I think we can all do them, right? It's not too hard to lock yourself in a house for uh, weeks on end with uh, small children and no one else to help, right? Um, it's crazy, okay? It's crazy. It can be hard, but it's, listen, people have been asked to do much harder things over the course of human history. Um And today's episode is all about helping us all feel a little bit better. So the anxiety is real in times like these, right? Um, Situational anxiety can creep up when our routines are disrupted, when we're otherwise dealing with stressors that we normally don't. So today's episode is all about anxiety and how to treat it with over-the-counter CBD. Dr. Joseph Rosado, like I said, is a medical cannabis expert and a highly regarded expert in this field. And we were initially going to talk about all things CBD, which we will get to eventually in another episode. But I wanted to tailor today's episode specifically to those people who are dealing with this, uh, like I say, situational anxiety that's arising as a result of this outbreak. Here's a little background on Dr. Rosado. He is the author of Hope and Healing, A Case for Medical Cannabis, and his qualifications are insane. Uh, He started his career as an EMT. He got his BS in clinical nutrition. He got his doctor of chiropractic degree. And then after practicing for several years, he went on to attend and graduate with honors from Universidad Central del Este in the Dominican Republic. He is highly qualified. He speaks uh, around the world on the topic of medical cannabis. So I could find no one uh, more appropriate to talk about anxiety and CBD with than Dr. Rosado. So in addition to educating and speaking about the topic of medical cannabis, he also works as a clinician with tons of families. And we're talking about an age range from toddlers and adolescents all the way through adulthood into senior citizens whose medical conditions have benefited from the use of medical cannabis. So this is a man whose experience uh, with people and seeing the results of um, medical cannabis in general has been pretty vast. I'm so grateful that Dr. Rosado gave us a few minutes of his time to talk all about treating anxiety with CBD. I know you will get so much, so much information out of this. We get very specific as far as brands he likes and endorses to dosage, how much and when you should be taking this. So we got in everything that we could in this episode. It is chock full of really, really good information. And I hope you guys enjoy. I'll be back on the flip side to tell you where you can find more of Dr. Rosado. But in the meantime, enjoy. All right, Dr. Rosado, thank you so much for being here today. We've been um, chatting back and forth for quite some time, and I'm really grateful that you came on the show. We do want to talk in general about cannabis, CBD, and 
really, I guess, the sort of cultural progress that has happened in people accepting um, this drug in particular, especially when it comes to treating certain issues. But today, I really want to lead off with CBD and cannabis as a treatment for anxiety. We are in a very unique period, as I just explained in the intro, um, where anxiety is running high, even for people who typically don't experience it. So um, I'm going to just dive right in with this question. Um, I'm a personal fan of CBD supplements, and I know lots of other people are. Is this one of the bigger moments for this supplement, this drug? Yes, it totally is. And I'll explain why. Um, right now with the you know lockdowns in different portions of the United States and in our state, you know, certain counties are in, you know engaging in lockdown, not lockdown, can uh, cannabis and medical cannabis dispensaries are essential. And the title was is marijuana as essential as bread and milk and you know leave it to new york times to go that far but th that was a debate and so i took that article posted it on my social media pages and asked the question you know is medical marijuana as essential as milk or bread what say you and you know the you know 5000 followers i have throughout you know facebook and then the 3000 plus on instagram were like that was like fuel to the fire. It's like, of course it is. And some people were saying, I would rather do without bread and milk and and not lose or not be able to have access to my medical cannabis. Because right now, the level of stress is through the roof. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to go back and explain the difference between, um, or how CBD is derived, the difference between cannabis and CBD. Um, I know there's some confusion about that and people uh, see benefits from ingesting this drug in different sort of uh, variations and ways. So can you break that down for us? The, the mother plant is cannabis sativa L. And from there you have um, cannabis sativa L, female plant had a set of twins a male twin and a female twin. The male twin is called hemp. The female twin is called cannabis. The male twin is long and lean, okay? That's how the plant appears. Long and lean, hemp, that's what, what comes out, you know, what it looks like. Cannabis is short and thick because women are never fat. So it's <laughs> short and she's thick. So now you have the offspring of cannabis sativa L, hemp and cannabis. Hemp is predominantly CBD, okay? And it's also used for textiles, rope, clothing, paper. Um, it's been, this was written on hemp paper, the first American flag sewn by Betsy Ross was made of hemp cloth. Oh, wow. So it, it, there is a lot of history. You know, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington all had hemp farms and they used hemp to pay their taxes. And if they didn't utilize hemp or didn't have hemp, you know, they were penalized, they were taxed. And so they used um, the hemp for trading. So it was a huge, huge business. On the other side, cannabis is higher on the THC, which is the, the euphoric. Many people say the psychoactive component 
However, CBD is also psychoactive because it works on the receptors that are found throughout your body, but also in your brain. So it does work on your brain. So the difference is it is not euphoric. CBD does not cause the quote unquote high, whereas THC does cause the euphoria. But together with CBD and THC, you have other what are called phytocannabinoids. Phyto meaning plant, cannabinoids meaning having the structure of cannabis, where it's a hodgepodge of, you know, like an alphabet soup. You have CBC, CBN, uh, CBG, THCV, THCA, etc. But cannabis has more of the THC component and not so much of the CBD. However, the people that are growing these plants are now able to um, make them and, and not genetically engineered because it's not GMO, but they're able to work with them and be able to control the percentages of CBD, THC, etc., for medicinal values and purposes. So when we're talking about these products that are um, being sold online, you know, over the counter, obviously, um, that are directed at anxiety in particular, how are those compounds working in our brain to help calm us? Perfect. We produce cannabis. We have an endocannabinoid system. Endo meaning within, cannabinoid meaning, you know, working with cannabis. And so we produce cannabinoids. Five to date have been discovered. Two more commonly known and in higher quantity are called anandamide and 2-AG. 2-AG is for short because the AG is ridiculously long. So anandamide was the first one that was discovered in 1992 by the gentleman that wrote the foreword in my book, um, Lumir Hanush. He named the first endocannabinoid and he named it from the Sanskrit word ananda, which means bliss. So it's the bliss endocannabinoid. The fact that we produce cannabinoids is fantastic. The challenge is that as we get stressed, as we are in pain, as we are experiencing any type of trauma or physical, mental, emotional stress, the endocannabinoid levels drop. And so we need cannabinoids from the outside, exogenously from the outside, and be taken in within our, within our systems. And here where CBD, whether it's you know, broad spectrum, full spectrum, which we will talk you know, shortly about, but depending on what cannabinoid you're using, they are going to work on the different receptors that are found within our bodies. And by working on those receptors, it'll bring the cannabinoid levels to where they need to be, to a normal level, and it will allow for us to main, uh, achieve what's called homeostasis, which is a perfect balance and allowing for everything to work the way it's supposed to work. So how do you advise people who are just dipping their toes into this? I'm just talking on the CBD side of things, these supplements, these lotions, these potions, things that are being sold by different vendors. How do you advise people find 
the right formulation and amount because there is just a proliferation of this. I guess this, this could be a whole separate topic is the industry that's come since uh, the destigmatization and the availability of these products. But how does, where do we start? Because um, it, it can be easy to feel like we're either underdoing it or overdoing it. Like, what do we do? The first thing you, you, you do is you do not buy it from a gas station or a flea market. That's the first thing. <laughs> that sounds like a good starting point. Okay. You, you do not buy your Tylenol or aspirin at you know, the local 7-Eleven. You don't buy your blood pressure medication at a flea market. So don't buy your CBD at a flea market or a gas station, please. Let's start with, with that. Let's start there. Um, and the most important thing is, is reputation. And uh, picking a company that, that is reputable and, you know, in the, this day and age of social media and, you know, people, everyone is a critic, you'll get a lot of good information. But the, the main thing to look for are what's called the COAs, which are certificate of analysis. Every product should have what's called a certificate of analysis, kind of like a list of ingredients and what's in there, where it came from, you know, um, making sure that there's no pesticides, making sure that there's no heavy metals, <clears throat> because up until, you know, the farm bill was signed into law in December of 2018, hemp was not allowed to be grown in the United States. So what a lot of people were doing was they were purchasing the raw material. They were purchasing hemp from the Ukraine and China where they have questionable growing practices and we're bringing it to the United States and then extracting the oils from that raw material and then bottle, bottling it and selling it. The challenge was that a lot of these had you know, arsenic, mercury, lead, had some uh, pesticides that are not used in the United States and people were getting deathly ill. And so that was another black eye to the industry. Uh, and so once the farm bill was signed into law in December of 2018, that allowed for the growing of hemp in the United States. And by doing so, now it, you know, it's regulated as any other crop and it's monitored in that, you know, in that way, in that fashion. Does buying organic matter. I don't know if that's the proper term, but you, you mentioned pesticides in particular and the criticism is like you said, that the purity of some of these products is in question. So what is the word that we look for on the label to get that sort of organic safe guarantee? If it is organically um, produced, they must get that certification. And there are a handful of products that have received that certification and they, they proudly reflect that on their websites and on their on their um on their bottles now you will get you will see some individuals claim and and they can write this legally uh where they write um organically grown but they cannot say certified organic it you have to look for that label that reads certified organic 
So I know that if this puts you in an awkward position, you don't have to, but I'd love to know specific brands that you um, have worked with or researched that you like or even take. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, when people always say when, they, when they're through with a conversation with me, they never walk away wondering what I meant. They all know what I mean. So, uh, and, you know, I, I, I neither promote nor not promote these companies. I've used both of them. I've recommended both uh, these two because these two are very near and dear to my heart. Um, I have no financial gain or, uh, you know, my, my typical disclaimer, I get no monies from either of these companies. Um, we have no working relationship. We just have a friendship. Um, one is Palmetto Harmony. She is based out of South Carolina. Um, I believe South or North Carolina, one of the two Carolinas. You know, I'm originally from New York, so anything south of the Mason-Dixon line is one big thing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Yankee here too. So I mean, like not from New York, but you know, I'm like north of the Mason-Dixon. So I'm like, oh, everything down there. <laughs> I mean, I'm down here now with you. So <laughs> yeah. Knowing exactly where she is. Nonetheless, she brought up her daughter, whose name is Harmony, um, was born with a genetic condition called lysencephaly, which are children that are uh, a cross between cerebral palsy and intractable seizures. These are children that uh, suffered a stroke in their mother's womb, and so their brains are not fully developed per se, and as a result of that, have severe muscle spasms and are in a contracted um, posture, but also suffer with, you know, anywhere between 20 to a few hundred seizures a day. And in her desperation, she tried every anti-epileptic drug and every, you know, muscle relaxer and nothing seemed to work consistently. And so she delved into the CBD market and created this formula for her daughter. And when she saw that it worked, she made it a business and took it out to the masses. And she has a page on, uh, on Facebook called Children uh, CBD for Children with Epilepsy. Wow, and, that's great. And so th that product is Palmetto Harmony. They are certified organic. They uh, have you know, all of these certifications uh, needed to support and promote themselves in that fashion. And their products have, have been very, very favorable and have worked extremely well with many, many, many children and adults. The other product is uh, Cannabidiol Life. Cannabidiol is the long name for CBD. So Cannabidiol Life. These folk are also organically certified. They've received a certification uh, that they are organic. And both, uh, I believe one already has the certification from the FDA that it is, you know, it's met all, it's checked all of the boxes with the FDA. So they've gotten the approval and the other one is in the process of getting approval. But these are the two that I know with certainty that they are organically grown their, um, their certificates of analysis are uh, legitimate. They do third-party testing. They send their products to independent labs, although they have a lab within their 
establishments and they know exactly what's in their product, they pay the additional monies to have an independent laboratory confirm what they have. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, just checking, browsing as you suggest some of these lines and I'm seeing that a popular formulation or way to get this into your system is the drops. So you have the dropper and there are some that are, that I've seen that are 5,000 milligrams. The one on cannabidiol life looks like it's 6,000 milligrams total CBD. How many droppers would people be taking if they're looking to just take the edge off, ease an anxiety that's not necessarily clinical, but just kind of relax a little bit in a time of stress? What's a good dosage? Well, our, our mantra in, in the medical cannabis world, and, and this is what I teach the doctors that I coach, uh, because I do consulting for physicians that are wanting to get into this space and this, uh, this community, is you start low and go slow, because you don't know how you're going to react or respond. And so typically, I have patients purchase one thousand milligram bottle or a 1500 milligram bottle what that means is that that bottle contains the entire bottle contains 1000 milligrams or 1500 milligrams okay so it's not that you know one dropper they're going to get a thousand milligrams it's the complete content in the bottle and most droppers have a a grading system on the dropper so 0.25 ml 0.5 ml 0.75 0.75 ml and one ml. So one full dropper is equivalent to 33.3 milligrams. And I always start patients that are inexperienced at the first line, which would be 0.25 or one fourth of a milliliter. And every week I have them go up to the next line until they have reached the point where they are getting the benefit of the product. So So when you say 0.25 milliliters, that's per day or per dose? How much? Yeah, that would be per dose and we do it twice a day. So it'd be 0.25 milliliters twice a day. And then every seven days, we would increase by 0.25 milliliters to a maximum of one milliliter twice per day. Okay, how do you know if you've taken too much? I mean, there's concern out there, I think, with people who haven't, um, you know, used any of these supplements before, if they're gonna get any kind of like funny, woozy feeling. I know that, um, you know, people have asked that question, I'm sure, of you before. So what is a good metric that people can sort of try to understand for themselves as to when it's too much? To date, no one has died from CBD or THC in general. And no, there have been no documented overdoses of either one. So there's no physiological way of overdosing on CBD supplementation or the medical cannabis with THC. So so let's just put that out there right at the beginning. As far as how would you know if you've had too much, the biggest um, side effect that I've heard from the majority of my patients is somnolence. They feel sleepy it, because it relaxes them so much. So if you get the THC, that's a different sensation. But with the CBD, the most common sensation is a sense of calmness and a sense of, of somnolence or grogginess. 
Okay. So nothing, I, I think that helps to ease a lot of people's fears. I think, um, with the preponderance of products now, people have all of those questions. Where do I start? What brands do you like and how much do you take? So I feel like we, we hit on those, those and, and, and that's, that's useful, useful to know because um, there are so many options out there for someone who is again, um, looking to ease just sort of the day-to-day anxiety, again, focusing on this crazy time that we're in. Do you like drops? Do you like gel caps? Do you like, what's what's the permeability of body lotions? I've wondered about that. I have products here that are CBD infused body lotions. And I'm wondering to myself, okay, how much of this is actually getting into my system? Let's talk about the different ways you can get it into your system. Well, I like them all because there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, and I'll explain. Um, <clears throat> Each, bi- each mode of administration has a different bioavailability. It's absorbed differently. The, the fastest route where you introduce it into your body and you receive the impact relatively quickly, the fastest route is suppository. And there are some dispensaries and there are some products that are sold in the form of a suppository because it's absorbed immediately through the uh, anal mucosa and it doesn't have to go through the liver to be metabolized it goes Im- immediately into the bloodstream the second fastest is inhalation uh, whether you vape it and I know that there have been a lot of negative uh, promotion and a lot of negative reports on the use of vapes and that's a that's a totally different show that we could certainly spend hours discussing it but Anything that's inhaled, whether you're vaping it, smoking it, using it in an inhaler form, that's the second fastest. Cannabis binds to the red blood cells and immediately goes into the bloodstream. That's the second fastest mode of administration. We're talking about three to 10 minutes, people are going to feel the effect. Okay? Followed then by sublingual administration, you place the dropper and the oil under your tongue. That's the third fastest. And that can take anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes for you to get the effect. The next fastest is the capsule, an oral, whether it's a gummy or a capsule or an oil that you take orally. The challenge with this is that it can take up to two hours for you to feel the effect. But the length of time that you have it in your system is also greater because when you inhale, it lasts two to four hours in your system. When you put it sublingually, it lasts four to six hours in your system. When you ingest it orally, it can last anywhere between eight and 12 hours. It all depends on how you metabolize things. Okay? So we discussed suppository, inhalation, sublingual, and oral. The last and most difficult to to manage and control is the topical component, whether it's in a patch or a topical cream or a lotion or a salve, because cannabis is what's called uh, lipophilic hydrophobic. Lipophilic, lipo is fat, philic is loving. So it's fat loving. It loves fat. Hydrophobic, meaning water hating. It does not like water because it is fat soluble. So when you apply it to your skin, <clears throat> you have a, an equal, a watery layer under your skin 
and that acts as the rate limiting step. It blocks the ability for the absorption to take place. So it's very inconsistent and very difficult to manage or monitor. I typically have patients use the topical creams, patients that have rheumatoid arthritis or any type of arthritis to apply directly over the joints because you also have cannabinoid receptors in the joints and the, you know, the skin is thinner uh, and so it's easier for it to be absorbed into a longer period of time. Okay, that's great info. I, I always wondered that. So it seems like the lotions and the things that are applied topically, as I suspected, are kind of the slowest to act and probably least concentration as far as the impact that it'll have. Right. It, it's more of a hit or miss. And a lot of patients, you know, some patients rave about the topical creams and, and the topical applications, but I have others that they're like, I tried it, it didn't work, and I'm not going to use it anymore. And that's yeah. fine because, again, you know, just like convention, in conventional medicine, we have different modes of administration. I was a paramedic in Central Florida back in the mid to late 80s, and we had different modes of administration for different medications, depending on how quickly we needed the response and the reaction. If it was an emergent situation, you know, we were going to start an IV and put it directly into their, you know, into their IV. But if we couldn't get an IV established, and we were able to intubate them and put a tube down their throat and into their trachea. And there were some medications that we could put through the endotracheal tube and it would be absorbed into the lungs and then get into the bloodstream. I, I'm going to do one more question because I have a feeling that the troops are about to descend. I don't know how I managed to get 40 minutes with no one knocking on my door yet. So I want to wrap this up <laughs> and make sure that there's like no one coming in and screaming in the middle of one of your answers. So to wrap it up, we want to put a bow on this as far as CBD for anxiety. Um, any words of advice or tips you can give people and um, any other modalities you like to use to ease this situational anxiety that a lot of us find ourselves in right now? Any type of stress, whether it's good stress or bad stress, stimulates the endocannabinoid system. So exercising will cause a, a, an increase in the endocannabinoid levels. You know, people talked about when you ran, you got the runners high, and people talked about it being the endorphins. The research has shown us that these endorphins do not cross the blood-brain barrier. Do not, they do not work on the brain. What does cross the blood-brain barrier are the endocannabinoids. So exercising is phenomenal to stimulate the endocannabinoids and cause that feeling and sensation of bliss. Um, together with exercise, meditation, you know, quieting the mind. And if you do not feel comfortable sitting in a dark room, you know, alone with your thoughts because you have three or four children that are off from school until ne next fall, and they're all you know, responsible for all of them learning at different levels using you know, virtual education, whatever, you're not going to have much time to lock yourself in a room for 15, 20 minutes to, to connect. But you can do a moving meditation where you're kind of clearing your mind, exercising, meditating, eating properly, you know, drinking lots of water, fruits, vegetables, things that will support and, and replenish your body. 
Dr. Rosado, you have been an absolute pleasure to talk with. I promise the next time we meet, when quarantine is over, we're going to be sitting face to face and um, everything is going to be a little easier. Uh, but I do appreciate you taking time to explain this because this in particular has been something that I know a lot of people have had questions about. So before we go, I want you to um, tell everybody where we can read more of your work, where we can find more of you on social media and um, anything else you might be working on. Absolutely. Oh, well, I had a bunch of trips planned this year, but coronavirus took care of all those trips. For those of you that are interested in purchasing my book, it is on Amazon, as well as barnesandnoble.com, Kobo. Uh, the title of the book is Hope and Healing, The Case for Cannabis. It's also found on my website. Uh, my website is Joseph Rosado. That's uh, last name. The spelling of my last name is R-O-S as in Sam, A-D as in David O. Joseph Rosado MD.com. And on there, you will find both the English version and Spanish version of my book. You are amazing, Dr. Joseph Rosado. Thank you again for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much to Dr. Rosado for coming on the podcast. I know there were some technical glitches in there, but guys, everyone is online these days, and my video conferencing is just really slow. For some reason, my signal is just horrible at the, in the house here. So we're doing what we can with what we have at the moment. I know lots of you are working from home as well and can sort of identify with all of the um, craziness that happens behind the scene when you're trying to be productive with children at home. Um, you can find out more about Dr. Rosado on his website, josephrosadomd.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at drdr.josephrosado. Make sure you follow me as well on Instagram. I'm constantly sharing tips, tricks, and all kinds of good information from all of the experts that I interview on my Instagram page at Sunny Abada and on my blog, sunny.me. Rate, review, and subscribe. I know you think that might not make a difference but it makes a huge difference, guys, in getting these episodes out to people who might um, find them useful or enjoy them. So don't forget to do that. I would be so grateful. I'll be back next week with tons of good info and entertainment for you. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and I will talk to you soon. 